Hello, 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 everyone. And welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. That's right. With me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Brian MK. And thank you for joining once again. Uh, hopefully, we got some new ears for the new season. That's right. Season three got the debut in last week. And a little bit of some mishaps with it as far as getting it out. I've had some technical issues. If you've been following me at all, uh, I've been listening uh, for any period of time, uh, you know I tend to have, well, fairly terrible luck with technology issues. Largely stemming from the fact I am a broke-ass white boy and uh, (laughs) my resources for getting equipment is limited limited so i work with what i got and sometimes what i got uh has some fucking issues and decides to act like an asshole and go all awire on me but it's okay got it all under control the problem was last week was i didn't get it out i recorded well to be honest full transparency again here madcaps i recorded part of it monday part of it tuesday uh, because I did, I had some issues when I was trying to finish the see issues galore last week, and of course, when I'm trying to debut the first episode of season three, end of 2022, and of course, issues. So then issues. So finally, get it all recorded Tuesday. Want to get it posted Saturday. Ran into some issues with with memory and whatnot. Of course, again, I believe I got that under control. God damn memory, computer memory. It's such a, well, and my memory isn't the greatest either. So just memory in general, can we chill out? It'd be nice. But I got all, it all figured out, okay? But it was like, what, Friday morning, Saturday morning before I got the goddamn podcast posted? <laughs> so by the time this one gets posted, it's only going to be a few, it's only, will have been a few days since the previous one was posted, but whatever. And then on top of that, I was listening to, again, if you've been a fan of mine, you will know that I am a fan of the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz. It's a spoof of a sports radio show. They're great. Uh, talk a lot more than sports. I love their opinions, views, etc. Now, they have the two main guys, Levitard, Stu Gatz, okay? And then they have a bunch of producers in a back room, what they call the shipping container of refugees. Since most of these producers are not white, it <laughs> makes sense. It's pretty funny. Uh, but one of them, Mike Ryan Ruiz, is their top producer. He's the man. I disagree with him sometimes, but I respect the shit out of the dude. However, in a pod this week, I heard him use the nine out of 10 dentists reference when talking about vaccines and how, you know, the, the, the people out there pushing the, the you know, anti-vax shit, they're listening to the one crazy dentist in, in essence. And it irked me because I, I said the same shit. Not only on the pod I did last week, that was debuted late i got it posted late like i said so obviously it came out after mike ryan said what he did but i also said it on a a podcast at the end of 2021 so i just want to say the nine out of ten dentist thing that that recommendation the toothpaste and all of that that you heard that shit here first and it's in my comedy notes i got it it was mine first i said it first but but that's not what this is about I tried to get a little angry there. Can't really do it because I'm not really, at least not about that, because that's not what it's be. Because people, honestly, I'm not accusing anything because uh, to start, I do not believe I'm genius enough to have been the only person in the world to have made that comparison to the nine out of 10 dentist thing. I'm sure plenty of other people have done the same. And I'm certainly not egotistical enough to think that Mike Ryan Ruiz, producer of the Dan Levitard show, is listening to my little fucking podcast and taking ideas from me. And yeah, 
but where it does irk me <laughs> is this seems to happen a lot to me. I have these like written on a napkin ideas and then it's a lot of stand-up ideas and stuff like that happens. Uh, but this has happened on a big scale. I wrote an entire fucking book while I was about two-thirds of the way through it, okay? I couldn't use it anyway because there were some other things that uh, were very familiar to a, a previous show that I must have, that I watched in my drinking days and I must have subconsciously taken a few things from. So, but I could have adjusted that and I did end up finishing the book, but it needs a whole rework because I, I was two thirds of the way through and I'm sitting there in the movie theater getting ready to see, I believe it was Dark Knight Rises. And one of the previews was for a television show. And the television show was about the power going out in the world and this group of people are like what life would be like if the power went out. And one of the main characters' names was Miles. And see, the book I had written, the fucking power goes out because of solar flares. Solar flares take out the power grid, boom, 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 bam. And a bunch of shit starts from there. But see, and what was the name of that goddamn show? It was by Abrams, J.J. Abrams, I think. Let's see. Oh, we're, we're going to look it up. I, I probably should have done that. I've been doing the research for these pods, but I, I missed that. <laughs> what the hell is that show called? I'm going to look it up. J.J. Abrams shows. J.J. Abrams shows. Anyway, this is where I could use one of the, you know, everybody has those people. Evolution. Is that what it's called? Evolution? Everybody has those people, you know that uh where the hell was i going <laughs> those podcasters with the people that'll just look like joe rogan has the one guy fucking joe rogan uh jj abrams shows jj abrams shows okay yeah lost we know revolution there you go so it's called revolution anyway this show so i had this book idea it's already copyrighted i already wrote the damn book Again, a lot's got to be fixed to it if I want to do anything with it. But my show is based on a whole bunch of other stuff that happens. Basically, these people, special people come to, and it's a battle of good versus evil. But it all begins with the power outage, the solar flares. But that kind of starts the story. Whereas in Revolution, that's like a um, surrounding aspect of the entire show. Whereas that's just kind of the Kickstarter in mine. But like I had to go through, dude, and, and this dude's name was Miles. And I had to change his name. And I tried to use that trick where it goes through and replaces all of the words with another word in WordPress. And then, so I did that. So of course, his name is Miles. So there's a handful of times throughout the book where I actually needed the word Miles, but instead Micah. It was a few mica down the road. Yeah, so <clears throat> that was fun. I don't know how many times I edited that fucking book. Mm. What happened? It was your first book. It was first book. First book, you know. But anyway, that's what irks me. It's like, well, shit. I feel like I have these good ideas and somehow... They're used elsewhere, and I'm not accusing anybody of taking anything from me. I would only do that if 100% sure. But, again, well, because, again, I, I don't believe I'm this super genius that I'm the only one in the world who could have thought of this thought. But it's about being out there first with it, right? So, it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame. But it is a little irky, but it also it is nice because it's like, well, I... You must have some good ideas because other people are having the same ideas, successful people, and they're using them. So you must have some good ideas if some of them are being shared by other creative, successful people. That's just, just the way I got to look at it, right? Right. So apologies, the, the debut of season three of the Miscellaneous Debris, a podcast. Apologies that got out a little late last week. But I'm done my rant. I'm, I'm done with my ranting for my written on a napkin moments. I feel like there's one more semi-big one that I just can't, I just can't quite remember. Maybe it's painful. I don't know. But anyway, I hope you've all been well. <laughs> so
since we last spoke, since the last pod that was recorded about mostly about a week ago, but came out just a few days ago anyway. Been good here at the Madhouse MK. Um, we got a bunch of running around done today because we're preparing for a snowy, snowy Tuesday, very snowy Tuesday. So, we, you know, we're going to hibernate in the house and uh, get the boy through his school day and then chillax, you know, probably continue our Star Wars, you, you know, mar- marathon, daily marathon, because the, the kid's Star Wars obsession is out of control, which is 100% fine with me. I think it's starting to get um, on my wife a little bit, on her nerves a little bit. <laughs> I think she's ready to have a break from the Star Wars, and I can't blame her. I can't blame her. It doesn't bother me a bit, though. It doesn't bother me a bit. And, uh, well, thanks to my seven-year-old, I'm damn near caught up on Mandalorian. And that's, that's one of my resolutions, get caught up on these shows. I got to get caught up on stuff, see stuff, so I can talk about it in recent time. I mean, I'll get to Squid Games. But what the fuck is the point of talking Squid Games when it'll be, by the time I watch the whole thing, it'll be months past it being relevant, right? Got to get on this shit right off the bat. So I aim to do that. I aim to do that more this year. But as far as since we last spoke, or since I last spoke to your ear holes, we had a big weekend of football. Now, if you're not a sports fan, again, this is where you can spin ahead a few minutes. It's not going to take a long time. But if you are a sports fan, I mean, I'm a sports fan. So I'm going to chat about it just for a second because it was an insane couple of days of football. It started with that young, cocky Cincinnati team walking into Tennessee and taking down the Titans. And we're like, oh, shit. Okay. Let's go. Let's go football playoff weekend. This is kind of shit I'm talking about. Let's keep going. And then Saturday night, you had a crazy ass game. We'll come back to that one. A Sunday, the early game, Brady goes down. The Rams just shit stomped him. And Brady, old ass Brady, tried to make a little bit of a comeback. He got rocked in that game, had a bloodied lip. He got a penalty because he was yelling at the ref like it was not Brady's day. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that does not feel bad for him even a little bit. No. No. And uh, so bye-bye, Mr. Brady. He's uh, done with the playoffs. And then one of the best games probably in the history of the NFL Sunday night was the Bills and the Chiefs. And I'm sure even if you're not a sports fan, you probably saw tons of this shit. Tons of the shit on this game. Because it was fucking insane. There was 25 points scored in the last two minutes. And if you don't know football, just know that's bat shit crazy. Bat shit crazy. That that would happen. But it was very exciting. Very intense. Kept you on the edge of your seat. It was just one of the more fascinating games. Chiefs beat the Bills. My poor brother, my little brother, the Bills fam, they were right there, had the game. They just couldn't hold on, and the Chiefs win it. Sorry, little brother. But hell of a season from the Bills. It was a hell of a game. And and then to go back to Saturday and Saturday night, one of my favorite moments. I mean, I enjoyed the Sunday night game. That was a lot of fun. Would have preferred the Bills win, but. And then seeing the Bengals upset the Titans with young Joe Cool, that was awesome. Seeing Brady go down is always fun. But oh, Aaron Rodgers. Seeing him get knocked out of the playoffs might be my highlight of the weekend. And I'm sure I'm not the only one because the Twitterverse was fucking laying the wood on that dude they just all sorts of nicknames for him throw rogan aaron Rodgers, karen rogers just going after him packers got vaccinated from the playoffs aaron Rodgers says i'll have to do my own research before i determine if this is the actual final result or not 
and this all comes up as this ESPN report comes out. This interview was done with him, and he's talking about Biden because apparently, apparently Biden said to a Packers fan, tell your QB to get vaccinated. And uh, so he's ripping on Biden, the fake White House. And it's just a joke. It's a joke. This whole thing with fraud, I mean, and he, I feel like he just keeps putting his foot in his mouth. I mean, granted, there's, you know, a segment of the population that don't disagree with him. But he's talking about when Biden says that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, that basically saying, and I'm, I've added a story on this, but kind of like, yeah, that's, that's because of him and the fake White House and, and his constituents. And then he says something like, uh, yeah, which I can't believe there are any, but apparently there are 81 million of you, something like that. I've attached the link. So Aaron Rodgers, let me help you real quick. First, whether you voted for him or not, you are his constituent, Aaron and everybody else. Read a fucking book. Or Google the definition. You're probably great at Googling, Mr. Rogers. Why don't you Google the definition of constituent? And yes, 80-some million did vote for him because they said, fuck a Trump. And still I say, fuck a Trump. And don't get me wrong. If you know me, fuck the two-party system, ad nauseum, blah, blah, blah. You know my feelings. You know how I feel about Trump, but you also know I ain't that partial old Biden. You know me, Democrats. What the fuck are you doing giving us him? In an election where we have to keep Trump from four more years, Joe Biden. He's not done the best job. It's never easy when you've got, you know, the Republicans just refusing to do business, so to speak. But still, rocky job from, from the start. And you know what? Still, we'll take him over Trump. And I'm sure there are plenty of people. <laughs> but yeah, you go ahead, Aaron, and you do act like you know nobody likes him or voted for him or whatever. And so that's first. You're, you're a constituent of, 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 yeah, whether you voted or not for this individual, okay? Now, second. It is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I mean, that's a fucking fact. You can't even deny it. I mean, unless you just totally, maybe you're like Aaron Rodgers and you just don't give a shit about science at all. But if you follow science and pay attention to things like virology, we'll tell you that mutations, you know, these variations, these variants, they come from, or I shouldn't say they, they directly come from, but the way they are able to concoct themselves is among the unvaccinated. And the whole point of trying to get people vaccinated to try and knock this down as much as we could is so that the mutations, the variants didn't get to a point where they were vaccine resistant. And, you know, according to a lot of reports, this Omicron, a little more resistant to the vaccine. And that's not good news. And again, some people want to use this as, oh, yeah, see, we told you, yeah, all these variants keep up, blah, 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 blah. If more people would have got vaccinated, if they, like I said in the last part, if they just would have used that as a major talking point, you know, these very, like, I feel like that wasn't pointed out enough that vaccinations will also help stop the mutations in the variant. I, maybe it wouldn't matter. Maybe it wouldn't matter. It probably wouldn't matter, but still. I mean, I'm just, I mean, anyone else tired of these self-professed independent thinkers putting their bullshit into the universe? They're hypocritical, nonsensical bullshit at that. 
you can't fucking sit there and go, oh, if you can't question science, it's not science, it's propaganda. When there are people that question science, it's other scientists. And when you yourself do not like non-football players questioning you, a football player, you ever played the game? What expertise do you have? Why can you talk about it? So what makes you think you can talk about fucking science, Aaron, when you ain't a fucking scientist, dude? Over this motherfucker. Over. Should go after his ass on Twitter. <laughs> uh, tired of it. Also tired of the racist bullshit. Like, there's a racist, some racists at, well, how do we want with this? Signaling, signage, I get. Gesture, that's the word I'm like. <laughs> great job chatta let's let's you know use our fucking brain here you know what we just need a little puff real quick we just that's just what we need we just need a little mm -hmm, a little puff out of the vape pen you know one second beautiful beautiful tasty but <clears throat> there's a racial gesture used in a a double-A hockey game of the East Coast Hockey League. And um, it's a, I love hockey, but it is a predominantly white sport. And out of all the sports, still plenty of racism. You know, I mean, there's still racism all over the country. It's ridiculous that Black people, any minority really, still have to fight for that kind of sh it just you really do wonder like are we ever going to rid ourselves of this racism bullshit because it's been a long time since the civil war it's been a long time since martin luther king and bullshit's still here it sucks you see it pop up in hockey, it's supposed to be more inclusive. Uh, popped up with the dude named Jordan Subban. Uh, he's the, the brother of P.K. Subban, who is an all-star defenseman, just a fantastic defenseman in the NHL. believe he plays for the uh, Devils, the Devils, the New Jersey Devils. But uh, so his brother, Jordan in this game, gets into it with this dude, Jordan, I should try and see. Oh, it's not gonna let me use the link, what the hell? What the hell? I'll look up his name, but. <clears throat> basically they get, you know, we're kind of getting into it as hockey players do, because that's part of hockey. There's fighting in hockey. I mean, it's, you know, that shit happens. So it's not surprising there was a bit of an altercation. What was surprising is that as Subban is going away, the player on the other team, a white dude, Jacob Panetta, who has since been released from his team, um, and suspended by the league, appeared to uh, make monkey gestures toward Subban. And then Subban just beat the shit out of him, which was great. That was great. Um, and it's bullshit, you know. Unfortunately, there's still that mentality, not just in hockey, but throughout the world. Throughout the world. We see it in China, right? Them. Well, we'll get into China in a little bit. So. <laughs> Just, I, I don't know. This fucking world we live in drive, drives you crazy. Drives you crazy sometimes. That said, we're going to take a quick break. I'm not, I'm not going to do the sponsor joke. Although one of these days, I'm going to get a sponsor. 
And I'm going to actually say that again. And then you fucking people will be wondering if I'm bullshitting or not. And then there'll be an ad read or something. And you'll be like, oh, shit, he got a sponsor finally. I'll give her it. But for right now, no sponsor. No sponsor. No, no sponsor. So we'll be right back. and gals so yes yes we're back i did have a lot of fun over the weekend with the foosball hanging with the fam but you know uh some serious shit also continued to develop continue to develop okay let's do it. talk better chatter come on and i got i'm starting to wonder if it you know world war three is a real possibility i don't know there's some people fucking what do they say pushing the fear things what's that sound it's always weird sounds here and my son says so too he gets scared because there's so many sounds i'm like it's an apartment building there's gonna be lots of sound but even sometimes i'm like what is that what in the world is that but anyway i digress because you probably can't hear what the hell i'm hearing so um but World War III, seriously, doesn't appear Russia's fucking around. Very clearly looks like they could invade Ukraine. Like 100,000 troops more in the area bordering Ukraine. And, you know, you're probably wondering, what's fucking Russia's deal, right? Well, Putin essentially what I gather from it at least, wants to redraw the, uh, you know, post-Cold War boundaries in Europe. You know, he wants to pull Ukraine back under Russian rule. Um, Because there's been tension there since like 2015, I think, I believe, um, when a a not pro-Russian guy was elected leader, president of Ukraine. So I, I posted an article I read through. You should read through it as well. It does a really good job of kind of explaining everything with the backstory. But, and all I could think of reading this article was like, does this sound familiar to anyone? Like, hello? I mean, did we forget history? This seems eerily familiar to Germany with Hitler and, you know, they, they wanted, you know, originally, remember, they just want, they wanted this, they want, oh, we just want this, we just want the Sudetenland, right, in Czechoslovakia, and then really all of Czechoslovakia, and then it was when they were like, well, we want Poland, everybody's like, chill the fuck out, you know, But I just want, which is rightfully ours, what was taken from us after World War I. And so that feels very eerily similar. I mean, it's like, because that's what Hitler did. It was like, hey, we've been good, boys and girls. Can we have a little bit back of what used to be ours? Okay, thank you very much. Now we would like it a little bit more. That was a terrible German, but, anyway. but that's what they did. And that's what, I mean, <laughs> I guess they're trying to, the, the UN sending troops, the United Nations, the United States sending troops were trying to, uh, you know, put a stop to this. Boris Johnson spoke out, said, hey, not be a good idea for you, Russia. I don't think it'd be a good idea for anybody if we started getting into shit with Russia. And, you know, 
Putin's one of those guys. He kind of wants things back to the old ways, it seems. It's a little scary. It's kind of like that. And like, and Trumpers love this motherfucker. Or they must not have a problem with him. Because Trump was buddies with him. I mean, genuinely like these two as buddies. I mean, non-Trumpers. I mean, where do you think he's getting his nasty, undemocratic ideas? It's Putin. Who's, Who's fucking rigged the Constitution so that even when he's not president he still gets to stay in power you should, i should i should have that's just a random thought i had i totally forgot about that i'll have to bring look that shit up and uh bring that up next time but uh yeah Putin, not a good dude if he's you know feeding trump shit i mean would he that's just people come on speaking of trump did you see did you see the video him showing up at Mar-a-Lago, his place, his resort, and like basically asking people for applause. <laughs> like, hey, here's the applause. The Trump's here. The Don's here. Oh, this fucking guy was our president. He could be our president again. It's fucking scary. I hope not. So lock his ass up, hopefully. Hopefully. And again, I'm not the biggest Biden fan. Sure, he's a bit of a turd, but at least he's not an evil turd. He's just, you know, an old, withered, not quite sure what to do kind of turd. <laughs> I don't feel like he has some evil agenda. I feel like he already probably regrets this shit and is like, we just got to find a way to get through. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if that's his mindset. But so we have one superpower, evil superpower, preparing for an invasion, and uh, another is preparing for an economic boom despite its act of genocide towards the peoples. And by the way, I've been pronouncing it wrong. It's the Uyghurs, not the Uyghurs. Why didn't nobody tell me? Nobody wanted to fucking let me know. I tell you every pod, at RMK Madness, Twitter, Instagram. Nobody listening. Nobody could have hit me up and said, hey, you're mispronouncing that. Because I never heard it pronounced. I couldn't remember ever hearing it pronounced. And then I did this week. Or last week, I should say. And I realized I had been, in fact, pronouncing it wrong the whole time. So apologies for that. And uh, definitely apologies to the Uyghur people. They're going through enough shit. Don't need me calling them the wrong shit. For months on end. But these people are basically going through genocide, I would say. Internment camps, forced sterilization, there's talk of that. And yet we're uh, sitting here watching TV and seeing advertisements of the Winter Olympics. And it sucks. It sucks because not enough people care because of money. Shit from China, I mean, cheap labor makes cheap items. Do you want to pay three times as much for those Jordans? That probably not. So we avert our eyes from many things. You see the boycott Pepsi thing going on now. People want to remind you, it's not just Pepsi, it's Mountain Dew, Cheetos. And I'm like, shit, 
cherry Pepsi is literally the only soda I drink. <laughs> literally, the, and I just drink it with dinner. I need to boycott that now. And Cheetos is one of my four-year-old's favorite foods. I don't, not the greatest thing to be one of his favorite foods, but he loved the uh, Cheetos. So it, it's tough because you want to be, I would say a good majority of it, we want to be, right? As, as respectful, as clean as possible, man. We're trying to do shit right. But how do you, you know, rebel against it all? How do you boycott it all? It seems like everywhere you turn, there's some, you know, even watching football, how much I enjoyed it this, this, this weekend. It is a dirty fucking business, pretty much any sports. Like we're seeing with the Olympics. We're like, yeah, we're going to still put on this spectacle in China, even though there are inhumane acts going on. going past just violating human rights. So, and yet, averted eyes. Cha-ching, that's what it is. And, you know, I just hope the athletes going there that decide to go there because it, like the United States are doing a diplomatic um, boycott so none of the diplomats are going to be going but there will still be athletes that will go and in a way I get it you trained years for this one moment you hate to give it away but it's also how, how do you feel okay doing that I don't know. But hey, to each their own. I would say if you do, as an athlete, go over there, please keep your mouth shut. <laughs> like, and that's coming from me. I don't keep my mouth shut. I refuse to keep my mouth shut. I don't like going, I don't like keeping my mouth shut. But, but if I ever have a reason I have to go to China, I will keep my mouth shut because they will disappear your ass. They will just disappear you. It's fucking China. They're crazy. It's crazy that like I don't even. I'm. I don't plan ever on going. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. No. I, yeah, I hear. Beautiful country. This that. I'm sure it'd be an amazing place to visit. But no, thank you. Places that uh, where they're that strict on your own personal freedoms, no thank you. That's what scares me about another run of Trump because he's got his base and he'll cater to them and try and fuck everybody else. Like this could get very ugly. He doesn't give a fuck about the democratic process. So there was that, what was that news item? I'll have to look into it more for next week as well. But there was an executive order that never got passed. There's an unsent, unauthorized executive order, something like that. But it was basically to seize election machines. And it's just, it, you'll see so many times in life that the people doing the accusing are the ones guilty of something. You know, they, you know, this happens a lot, especially in politics. But you know, it happens in real life. So I, uh, it's just a giant mess to me, to me, in my opinion. It's a lot of shit that needs to get worked out in the world. And China's a little scary and Russia's a little scary and whatever the fuck happens with this country uh, could be a little scary. So it's just freaky time. Climate change. <sighs> but I digress. Athletes who go to the Olympics, please don't. Don't speak out. Save it.
just save it. <sighs> yeah, there's real, real world shit going down. What the hell is that sound? I think it's the TV, but the TV's muted. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you madcaps can't hear it, and or maybe I'm just hearing shit in general. No, hold on. Take off the headphones. I don't hear a damn thing. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. But it, it, it does blow my mind because there's real world shit like that going on around us. And in this country, people are pissed about mask mandates. Like this asshole mom in Virginia, she got arrested because she uh, threatened a school board basically saying, my kid's not wearing a mask. And if you got a problem with it, I'm going to show up all guns loaded. She later on said she was metaphorically speaking or whatever, but I don't think she used that. I said, or whatever, because I don't believe she used that word. Didn't seem like the type, but all guns loaded. Yes. She didn't mean it like that though. Remember in early 2020, COVID was ramping up. We got the shutdowns and then people were protesting the shutdowns. I know there was shit going on here in Denver. We had nurses out in the street, like quit being dicks. Stay the fuck home. But people, people protesting the shutdowns were out there like talk like signs about wanting haircuts and shit. And meanwhile, a majority of hairstylists were like, oh, no, I'll stay at home. So that's mostly rich people. Like you get back to work. So I can do my normal shit. And that's when you go, you see that shit and you go, yeah, I see why other countries don't, don't really like us all that much. <laughs> I mean, the, the, there is a good segment of the, Amer uh, the American population, the population here in the United States. There's a good segment of them that make us look like real assholes. feel like a marriage but not without the headphones that so weird okay okay anyway probably just losing my mind going more mad than i already am anyway i mentioned 2020 and you know it's been a minute now we made it through 2021 which wasn't much better like many people were hoping and now we're off on 2022 hoping things improve but i've always wondered what the, what the fuck ever came with the murder hornets? What the fuck ever came of the murder hornets? And I'm going to have an answer for you next week. I know I've said that like three times, but, but seriously. The murder hornets were supposed to be a big deal. And like to me, it made sense. I mean, I get what they mean for bees right, honeybees, but I also, I mean, does that not sound terrifying? Murder hornets? And if you've seen videos on these things, they're huge. And it was supposed to be, be a big deal and it was like we didn't hear too much from it and probably still having an effect on the bees, but I guess I pictured in my mind just, you know, murder hornets everywhere. Like, we'd really have to gear up to go outside. Like, can you imagine the PPE, the protective equipment we'd have to wear to go outside? If there were gangs of murder hornets frolicking about? Fuck. And then there'd be the anti-murder hornet suit people. Yeah. 
natural selection would work a lot easier with the murder hornets, you know? Because, like, if you don't want to wear your murder hornet suit, by all means, go outside without your murder hornet suit. Doesn't hurt me at all. <laughs> Some shit like that. If the murder hornets had been a big thing, that might have sped up the AI industry, the robot industry. I mean, you're already seeing, uh, you know, the robot servers. I talked about that last year. There was a video of a robot server. And, and then on the Dan Levitard show, actually, that I mentioned earlier, on that show, someone had talked about being served by a robot server. So they have these robot, you know, cylindrical deals with uh, trays in them and they bring you your shit and and then you know dominoes they have this little delivery bot like it's it's like we're on our way i've talked about all the videos you've seen with like the dancing robots and shit like some shit is coming that's a little scared <laughs> oh man the world is a terrifying place <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like fear monger or anything like it, it. It feels a terrifying place. You've got Russia acting all crazy, China acting all crazy. The U.S. is all fucked up. You got climate change. Holy shit. COVID. AI's on the rise. What if it takes over? What if it takes over? I've kind of talked about that before. Some refer to it as the singularity, right? The singularity. I'm going to try and see if I can find, because the singularity is a hypothetical point in time at which technological growth becomes uncontrollable and irreversible, resulting in unforeseeable changes to human civilization. So let me see. I'm gonna find... It's, there's a whole lot to it. I'm attaching a very interesting article. Um, on the singularity because it's as this article says and it is by Rui Tizana in artificial intelligence on march 3rd 2017. sorry for butchering dude's name um but risen to fame in the last two decades largely because of two thinkers the first is the scientist and science fiction writer Werner ving or vinge who wrote in 1993 that within 30 years, we will have the technological means to create superhuman intelligence shortly after the human era will be ended. Ominous. The other prominent prophet of the singularity is Ray Kurzweil. In his book, The Singularity is Near, he agrees with Vinge, but believes the latter has been too optimistic in his view of technological process. Kurzweil believes that by the year 2045, we will experience the greatest technological singularity in the history of mankind. The kind that could, in just a few years, overturn the institutes and pillars of society and completely change the way we view ourselves as human beings. He believes that we'll go to the singularity by creating a superhuman artificial intelligence, AI. An AI of that level could conceive of ideas that no human being has thought about in the past and will invent technological tools that will be more sophisticated and advanced than anything we have today. Since one of the roles of this AI would be to improve itself and perform better, it seems pretty obvious that once we have a super intelligent AI, it will be able to create a better version of itself. And guess what the new generation of AI would then do? That's right, improve itself even further. This kind of race would lead to an intelligence explosion and would leave poor old us, simple biological machines that we are, far behind. Mm. Continue to read that article. It's on futurism. Got it in the show notes. And uh, yeah, that's scary as shit. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, does it feel like we're far away? It doesn't feel like we're far away. 20, 
2045. Could happen. Could happen. Or sooner. Yeah. The climate or war or disease doesn't get us first. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, speaking of bots, Battle Bots is back. Yes. As you know, if you're a fan, and I'm sure I've said that a few times this episode, I'm pretty sure, but I'm a big fan of the Battle Bots. <clears throat> and there's an excellent field this year. A lot of good bots, a lot of returning bots from last year that, uh, didn't make the trip due to COVID for, for uh, last year's battle bots. And uh, now they're in Las Vegas. So it, there's just a whole thing to it. It's fantastic. First couple of episodes have been insane. Um, you know, yes, scared of a robot takeover, but not of these bots. These bots just hurt each other. And it is so much fun to watch. And in the box, the battle box where the, the bots fight, uh, if you're not familiar with battle bots, just go check it out. Google shit. Google it. But uh, a new battle box feature, they have this thing called the upper deck, and it's just this portion, one section of the the uh, the box that they just have like a raised platform in it, and uh, nothing cool has happened with it yet. It's been the one disappointment. I'm like, I'm not sure they needed to do that, right? I'm not sure what's so cool about it, but uh, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Hopefully, at some point soon, somebody does some cool shit with the upper deck. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out Battle Bots. And I'll probably bring it up on occasion because it's an awesome show, one of my faves. But really, anything unlike science, discovery, discovery, not so much because they got some lame shit on there. But the science channel is loaded with good shit. Love me the science channel. Actually, right now they got a Mythbusters marathon going on. Enjoy some Mythbusters. But they, they definitely need to come out with a new robot movie. I can't think of anything real recent. I know some people eh, kind of eh on Will Smith, but I rather enjoyed iRobot. I know not the greatest reviews and all that, but I, I, I enjoyed iRobot. Not bad. Not bad. Especially that part in the tunnel. That's fucking insane. When he's in the car, just all the fucking robots coming at him. Oof. Terrifying. <laughs> but you know, who's never done a robot movie, at least that I can think of? Quentin Tarantino. <sighs> Maybe he'll do one for his 10th film. He's supposedly going to end at 10, although he's making it vague. Because Kill Bill one and two considered same film. So if he does a part three, that wouldn't be his 10th film. That would be another. So I'm not sure. I'd, I... But it would be nice to see him do some more stuff. And I'm sure he will. But I bring up Quentin Tarantino because um, the wife and I, well, for Christmas, the wife got me the Pulp Fiction soundtrack, and I hadn't checked it out, <clears throat> just hadn't got around to it, because she's the one with the, the, the record player and all the records, and it's kind of her thing, but I have a few, so that I can enjoy it as well, and um, I was at work one day, and someone had, the boss had, the Pulp Fiction soundtrack playing, and I was like, man, I forgot how goddamn good this was, so had to get it going on the record player. That's right. So we've been listening to some Pulp Fiction soundtrack the last couple of days, and I think we plan on, during our Tuesday hibernation, on watching it, because it's been a while. But I'm a big Tarantino fan, enjoy the films, and so I decided, since I occasionally like to do lists or rankings, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my ranking of all nine Tarantino films. That's right. See, here's the thing. From everything I've gathered, from what I looked up at the different lists online and everything, like I said, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, just one movie, just the Kill Bills. But Death Proof is counted as one of the nine that he's done. Death Proof has, but somehow, not Four Rooms, not From Dust Till Dawn. 
and I guess it probably has something to do with actually directed, produced, but there's probably something in there that I'm missing. But if you included four rooms from dusk till dawn, I would have them both ahead of my number nine movie, which is Death Proof. It's fine, but it's nine. <laughs> I fucking right. Number eight, Jackie Brown. See, I'm just moving right past Death Proof. I'm bummed. It bummed. That's considerable. Anyway, number eight. <laughs> Sorry if you can hear police sirens. They're out there, all right. Jackie Brown coming in at number eight. This might disappoint some people, but while I do enjoy Jackie Brown, I love that movie. I mean, this is a very tough list because I love all Tarantino movies. Maybe a little less so. Death, death proof, but <laughs> I love Jackie Brown. Uh, Miss Fonda in this movie in particular, I was a big fan. But, but, it's just not up to par with the rest of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. Because number seven is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And that might, that one might also be too low for some people. But it was just, uh, as much as I enjoyed it, and I thought, well, shit, the acting is fantastic. Margot, Brad, Leo, fantastic job. Just a bang up job. Well done movie. There's just, it felt like it was missing a little something more Tarantino-y, I guess. The ending helped, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have to put it behind the rest of them because at number six, you got Django Unchained. Because I just love, A, the story of this movie just everything about it like the story of it is great then christoph waltz his performance is amazing i just love him and again you got leo as the villain in this way and he does an incredible job and hey, you know over the years I, you know when i was younger never used to like leo looking back i can go yeah that's because the girls liked him and you, you were jealous you're jealous fuck <laughs> but i also am like yeah but look at the movies he was in back then i didn't give a shit really about the movies he was in i think the first real movie i gave a shit about that he was in was the beach <laughs> but as he's got it's gone on like, like i really dig his acting and he's had two great performances in tarantino films so there you go but um yeah django and chain just very good good stuff then you get to the top five right and if you're a tarantino fan you know which one's left which ones are left and you're probably thinking where is he going where is he going i'll tell you i'm going right here number five reservoir dogs because i just can't get over the, the classicness of it Mr. White, Mr. Pink, the actors in it, Roth, Buscemi, Madsen, all of them. The ending, the ear part, where it can take a song you know and completely change it for you for the rest of your life because every time you hear it from then on out, you will think of that part in Reservoir Dogs. I'm not going to spoil it. I know it's been a while, but there are some people like my wife who have still not seen Reservoir Dogs. I don't know how. I don't know how. Don't ask me. Number four, the Kill Bills, because I love them. I love them. Uma Thurman, you are amazing. Just amazing. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big, big fan of volume one. Volume two is good, but... Uh, Man, I mean, volume two is really good, but volume one just, oh, the entire story, you put it together, incredible. So then we get to my top three. My number three is Hateful Eight, and some people are probably like, how the fuck is this that high? But, oh, hi, cat, hi, cat. But I absolutely love the Hateful Eight. I love how it all goes. I love the dialogue, just the setting. 
the music, I, it just, I don't know what it is about that movie. I can't even really pinpoint it. Um, I just really appreciate the dialogue and everything, the interaction between all the characters. I just, one of my more favorite movies to just sit and enjoy, hatefully. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna watch that when I lay down to go to bed. That's right, that's right, that's right. Hateful Eight. Number two, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, because you know, another brilliant performance by Christoph Waltz. You got Brad Pitt being awesome again. You got the better Jew. <laughs> it's just uh, a fantastic movie. The opening scene is one of the most amazing scenes. I'm hearing it again. If you hear it, I apologize. I feel like it's the children's TV coming through the children's monitor. But last I remembered, the TV wasn't playing anything. So what the fuck is going on? I don't know. Anyway, where was I at? Yeah. Inglorious Bastards. Wonderful movie. Opening scene. One of the greatest of all time. It's fantastic. And number one, of course, because I brought it up. The soundtrack is amazing. And it's just like, it's the movie. I had seen Reservoir Dogs, but Pulp Fiction was the movie that made me go fucking A. Quentin Tarantino. You know, <sighs> I love it to death. It's just the one that grabbed me, and I said, "I, I need more movies like this, more shit like this." And uh, yeah, so Pulp Fiction, everything. I'm not even gonna get into it. It's just, it's it for me. You know, you've seen it. <laughs> but again, shout out to Four Rooms and uh, Dust Till Dawn because I, I, you know, Four Rooms. Is great Tim Roth is a bellhop. And he ends up having situations in four different rooms that night. It's quite, quite fun. It's a fun movie. And then from Dust Till Dawn, obviously, most of you people know that. And uh, yeah, I'd put them above Death Proof for sure. We also got a shout out. Um, not, let's move on from Tarantino. Give a shout out to Meatloaf and Louie Anderson, who both passed away since we last spoke. And uh, I, seem to, I feel like this happens every year at the beginning of the year. Some of the um, older, well-known celebrity, they, they just, we get a, a, you know, people say they come in threes and it kind of did come in threes earlier. Was it last week, a couple of weeks ago? But um, it does feel like there's just kind of, you know, sh a sh short, a small little wave, small little wave of, these types of people that go at, at uh, you know, the turn of the new year. It does feel like that. So maybe that's just me. But shout out to, uh, you know, not the biggest meatloaf fan, I must admit. And, but I appreciate other great musicians. So definitely a shout out to him, Rest in Power. And Louis Anderson, um, very funny guy and uh, beloved by many. So Rest in power to him as well. We salute you, sirs. And finally, let's give a shout out to marijuana, which is one of my favorite things, right? Um, that's we all know. And let's just we love you, marijuana. We love you. We love you, marijuana. But there's this new study that suggests CBD could block COVID. 19 from replicating. Not THC though. THC does the opposite effect. It will block the, this, the CBD from blocking the COVID. So if you get COVID, maybe take some pure CBD, don't smoke weed with it though, <laughs> which would be very hard for me, but I would do that shit. CBD, hell yeah, let's do it. Now, obviously, um, and I believe I attached the article for that as well. Obviously, still, you know, very early on in research. I don't even know if they're like how, how what all they're doing for testing and things like that. 
but read the article. Good stuff. They could could be something useful in the future. And that would be nice. That would be nice. CBD doing wonders. Marijuana. Okay. Let's end this tea party. All right. Let's, whoa, shit. About knocked over my goddamn mic. Things falling apart right at the end. Of course. <laughs> All right. Yes. Let's end this fucking tea party. Let's get the hell out of here. I need some sleep because it's late. And really I need some food. I, I, I think that's the other sound I hear is my tummy rumbling at me. Oh, goodness. Anyway. That's right. Oh, oh. Thank you once again for joining. Don't forget to give a follow at RNK and miss on the Twitters on the gram. And until next time, stay safe, vigilant, and mad. Welcome to the show. And so, till that time, ta-ta for now. My little madcap.